Hello and welcome to This Dummy, the podcast about dumb things, fun things, and another thing. I'm your host, David Clark, and this week, international tastemaker and Instagram lifestyle correspondent Jacob Jeffries and I return from Oz with our thoughts on affirmative action musicals, instructions on how to get dragged for Christmas, and a couple of additions to the good old Christmas list. Batteries not included. Hello. And we're back. <laughs> we are back. How's it going? You know, it's going okay. It's uh, Have you shed those 10 pounds of Thanksgiving weight off you yet? You know what? That's a real problem because it's actually 10 pounds and I've been trying to <laughs> snap the cycle of this Thanksgiving eating since I've break got the habit. trying to break that break habit. I got back from Boston. I thought I could leave it on the East Coast and it, now I'm still eating every like carby, caloric, delicious, buttery thing I see. Did you wrap up a couple plates to take with you on the plane? Is no, that I did happened? not. No, I did not. I... I practice good self-restraint there and i tried to say no as much as possible but it's like everything's a dinner every person you see wants to eat and so it's just like mm-hmm. you can't you can only fight it so much i know you just sometimes you just can't do you can't deny it yeah it's you a, can't it's deny a it. real big fat problem now was there any success in obtaining a patty pie no Mm-mm. i didn't even try i didn't even try either honestly i didn't want to have to throw bows. I didn't want to have to go to a Walmart, number one, because every time I go in there, it's like the amount that you save in money is what you pay for in just depression and sadness. Exactly. Into one of those places. So I did not go in. I did not get a pie. So that is still, the pie is still out there. It's still yet to be. It can stay out there too, because I don't want to get trampled in aisle six. It's yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to get a concussion and, and you know. But, I guess Patty invited that guy, Jeffrey. Was that his name, Jeffrey? I can't remember. Invited uh, I him believe it's James. James. James, James Wright. Yeah, that's right. He's a, he's a celebrity now, so you have to get it right. Get it right. He went to Patty's for, for Thanksgiving. Oh, so she invited him over. She invited him over there, and instead of giving him a check, he gave she gave him like a, a Louis Vuitton purse or something like that. <laughs> I think I saw some video of that, of him, him hitting like high, high C's with her. That's right. Yeah, yeah. But also, uh, maybe this is like late breaking news. Uh, apparently, she's invited James Wright to be on her cooking special that's going to be on the cooking channel in a couple of months. So smart. She didn't cut him a check, but she is trying to extend the longevity of the publicity of his uh, viral patty pie video. Sure. And maybe he gets a little sag after a card out of it. Maybe he will get a sag after card, or he's going to be, you know, Patty's stunt double on the show or something. If there's, in case there's a grease fire, they'll throw him in there. Right. Either way, um, he's going to end up on Fashion Queens. They're going to do a food segment. <laughs> he's going to get taken care of. Culinary Corner on Fashion Queens. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we've been gone for a minute. It feels like forever. I know. It feels like it's been a long time. We only skipped a week. Uh, but it feels It was like... only a week, y'all, but it feels yeah. like more. Feels like ages, decades. So much has happened. So much has gone on in the world. We're in full swing of uh, holiday season. It's like extra festive Christmas time. It is upon us. And I think that that was really ushered in with The Wiz. It was. Did you see it? I, yeah, I saw it. I mean, okay, that's why I was like, I got to push this call back because I have to actually see it. I tried to watch it the night of, but it was just, it wasn't possible. I couldn't, I couldn't watch it. Yeah, I TV. couldn't either. I had to watch it the next day at work. I had to watch it the next day. So my internet connection was down, up and down. And I finally, I honestly just finished it like 10 minutes ago. So okay. this is fresh in my mind. I've got notes. I've got everything here. All right. Um, you know what? There's there's very little tea or shade to really be said about this. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. And I thought it was pretty well done i mean a hell of a lot better than that peter pan fiasco oh last yeah year. yeah yeah even nbc is saying that they're saying peter pan last year was a mistake yeah they were like but we should have pumped the brakes and not come out with the peter pan announcement after 
the sound of music. Like I think I guess like a week later they're like, and hey, we're doing pan. Yeah. And I guess they couldn't really back up from that and they kind of went through with it. But I don't know. I think they were the producers were trying to be nice and not throw Allison Williams under the bus, but I think that she kind of had a little bit to do with it too. I mean, I had no desire. I had no desire to see her. I never had any desire. Yeah, it didn't have the star power that the Wiz had. Nobody really wanted to. I mean, aside from her drag king Peter Pan outfit, which right. was strangely mesmerizing, uh, it, mm-hmm. it wasn't interesting. It wasn't an, an interesting performance. It wasn't an interesting production. And as the Peter Pan is not that interesting uh, musical. Do people no. really love it? No one, I don't think anyone really cares about Pan anymore. I, I mean, the Pan, sound of music people stand for in a way that I don't fully oh, yeah. accept, but they love it, those damn Yeah, charts. but people aren't really there for Pan. People don't really get that crazy about Pan. Yeah. Um, I mean, Sandy Duncan, and she did it, and she just, it was done after that. Exactly. I don't think you can really come back from a Sandy Duncan one two step you, you can't i mean i'm still eating wheat thins because of sandy duncan so. exactly i'm still i'm still watching reruns of the hogan family because of sandy <laughs> no i guess they got they ended up having like i guess pan nine million people watched versus the Wiz, uh where 11.5 million people watched yeah which so, is a, which is a big improvement i mean it doesn't big, quite yeah. compared to the sound of music numbers they had like 18 mm-hmm. million people watch that thing because it's Carrie Underwood and people, country music fans. Country music fans go hard for their country artists. Yeah. They do. I mean, that's where, that's, you know, that's where a lot of Taylor Swift's, you know, success has come from is because she's had like these country music stands that go hard for her. I mean, she has the tweens too, but she has also the country music demographic that, love her and won't let her go yeah they'll go down to walmart and buy a physical cd they're not afraid they, of you swinging bows for them patty right. pies they'll fight they, back they'll, uh they might back up on the patty pie i don't know if those two <laughs> uh sectors intersect really but they will cop they yeah they, they will go get the taylor cd that's true that's true so when yeah. carrie underwood showed up wearing her little swiss miss outfit they came too yeah, they were they were there for it. You know, I like that new Carrie uh, Underwood song. It's um, Smoke Break. I don't think that that's necessarily the melody, but I know that's the title of the song. It's called Smoke Break. It's, it's good. Yeah. I mean, all of her songs are good. Yeah, they're fine. She's boring to me, but she's fine. She took the Louisville Slugger to yeah. both headlights. You didn't like that? She jacked up that lease. <laughs> Seriously. That wasn't her car. That's vandalism. You better get a Geico snapshot before the damage was done. Uh, but you loved The Wiz. What did you love about it? I did love The Wiz. Well, I like the idea. I mean, I, I like the idea that it, it attracted 11.5 million viewers. It had a, a, a great out, you know, a great outturn of people, you know, decided to tune in. But I also like looking at social media. And it seems like it's a big viewing event for people of color. You know, like there there aren't really many television events Prior to like, I mean, there have been some, but I guess like in this day and age of social social media, like you know, like whenever like how to get away with murders on or scandals on, everybody's got their wine and their tweet in and their Facebook in and they're posting about Olivia or about what Viola did and this and this and that, and I think that's really cool. And this, I I got to say, I, I you know, I kind of saw the same thing happening with the Wiz too. People were like, oh yeah, Stephanie Mills is back. Oh, I love seeing stuff. Hashtag the Wiz. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and and that was cool. I think it's nice. It's nice to see that. Apparently, Um, I mean, uh, the Sound of Music still had super mega ultra ratings that nobody can touch. But the Wiz, mm -hmm. I think, was the most socially, um, what am I trying to say? Engaging. The most socially engaging, Uh, like across social media outlets. Um, yeah, it was like the most tweeted, the most Facebook, the most hashtag live event show ever. I think for NBC, so that was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah. So I, I like that. Um, I was really impressed by like out the gate by Shanice Williams. I mean, she's got an incredible voice. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't too sure about Dorothy's outfit choice that they they, they right. gave her that was one thing that kind of made me think that was a question know, mark that sure. skirt plus that jacket and then those the heels top. 
the heels okay well you, you do realize though that the silver shoes is actually was actually originally a part of of the novel okay. so the ruby red slippers thing was a, like a, a choice that they made for the movie so because at first when I was looking, I was like, wait a minute. I'm like, those shoes would have actually, those ruby red slippers would have gone better with that tartan skirt that she was rocking. That's I don't true. know. There was a lot going on with that outfit. They really probably should have gone back to the drawing board a couple times on that one. But anyway, um, I thought she was really good. Yeah. Um, and her, I, was, I think her costuming notwithstanding, I thought the costumes for everyone else were great. Everyone else was great. I mean, from Neo's Tin Man to uh oh my gosh david allen greer's david allen Ryan, greer was really who had, good who had some like a, a bob marley rasta dreads mm-hmm. as his like you know for hair i mean and then also the scarecrow i thought that was great um i went back to mary j blige's outfit and okay okay all yeah. right i think it actually ended up looking pretty good it was, it was a solid fine. Look for her and she was only on screen for like five minutes five seconds i mean that was one of the things that was a little bit disconcerting for me was it felt like a lot of like the bigger more important moments during the movie or the musical like when the witch you know it, when the witch is like sort of melted by the water or when the wizard like flies off in the balloon it seemed to happen like really rushed and quickly it was like oh she's gone yeah you know it's like mary's gone like they just dropped her through the trap door and there was nothing but like micro braids and water on the ground. And it was like two <laughs> seconds, you know what I mean? And that was it. Yeah. Um, so, but I mean, overall I was really impressed. I thought the choreography was great. Mm-hmm. Fatima really um, did it. Um, she did do that. And she, I mean, listen, a lot of stanky leg, a lot of one, two there steps. Was a, there was a lot of stanky leg. There was a lot of poppies popping their things. Oh, those poppies were was, doing it. That was a good one. I didn't. Really there were really no David well. Allen Greer didn't give us a high kick or anything, but that his dance with the poppies was good. That little. But he did do a poppy drop booty pop though. He did. Because that's how he like he tamed them. He like whipped them into submission with the the drop drop top booty pop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he did that. He really did that. I mean, but really the the the. I mean, I think the best moment of all moments was when they went to the club at at Oz and the children were slaying they, they were it, doing yeah, it ballroom realness it was the most realist ballroom ever the children were duck walking they were death dropping they were there was, a lot going on. there was a lot of voting people were holding their ponytails it was I mean <laughs> it was awesome right. I loved it I loved it and I did like when she sucker punched David Allen Greer in the beginning <laughs> And he was like, ow! Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, good sucker punch. It's always great. Yeah, that's always funny. Um, and I I really ended up enjoying Queen Latifah's look as well. Her drag king look. Her I mean, yeah, right. So they went to the club. The children were there. There was a drag king. It was all very LGBT realness for yeah. that for that moment, you know? And yeah, I really did. I liked her. I liked her costuming. I liked the, I liked the, the drag king look. Um, now, listen, Mm-mm. let's talk about Queen Latifah. Okay. Can we talk about the vocals? Um, sure. Go <laughs> ahead. Go ahead. I don't know. Okay, be, like, let's uh, also just be aware that I believe she's Oscar nominated, uh, musical vocalist. She's uh, had jazz she, albums. She is beloved. She, People love she her. She is beloved Tread by carefully. and all. I... People love her cover girl commercials. She, I do. I love those CoverGirl commercials. I don't know. I think that her vocals were wavering a little bit, and I'll leave it at that. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. What do you? What, did you have any? Do you have any commentary on I that? I thought she was fine. I liked her in Hairspray. Chicago's one of my favorite movie musicals. I'm okay with Queen Latifah in a musical. I thought she was fine. I actually, and maybe this is just because I love the thing. Wait a minute. Wait, hold on. All right. Why can't I get like I'm getting very worked? No. Why can't like she spit some ball? Why can't she spit sixteen? Like why does she have to do a jazz standard? She's already entered the hearts of millions of, you know, homes around the globe. So like she's already accessed. Like 
gotten into the mainstream. Yeah, she's crossed like over. She can't go back. She has crossed over. Like, they're not going to kick her out. There are no more Afropubs. There's no more ladies first. That's it. She right. can't go back. But why can't she? Why can't here she? Here comes the queen. She, she's here. But she's here. But can't she go back to that? Because that's her strong suit. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's all I ask. Like, she's been trying to cross over and give us jazz standards and do a little scat that do that. I, I don't know. You're not. I don't think it. it's working for her. Okay. It's not working. All right. Um, I got to say, as far uh, yeah, and it's controversial. I thought I was going to be the <laughs> controversial one. I still may be. Um, I actually did not love Shanice's performance. Okay, so there were some moments where I was like, "Is she lip syncing?" Hmm. <laughs> You know, um, I think that maybe during the group numbers, some of them were kind of like singing to backing tracks or something. I don't know. Maybe. I'm not sure. But I but just, you weren't really feeling her for vocals at all? Uh, you know, I just love the Stephanie Mills version. I even love the Brandy version on the subway when she was fake trying to audition. <laughs> um, I even love Jasmine Sullivan's version. Just of that song, Home, is such a good song. Even the Diana Ross version. I feel like her, Dorothy... Um, didn't really compare to any of those. And with Stephanie Mills sitting right there looking her in the face, right. like I can't help but be reminded of this other better version of that moment. But that's got to be a lot of pressure, too, when the original is like there and like looking at you. And you're True. like, okay. On I'm live TV, like, don't fuck up. Yeah, don't mess this up, girl. Yeah. You know, that's true. That's a, that's a lot of pressure for a newcomer. I have to give her credit because she did do a solid job. She just wasn't my favorite. And to mm. on that, like to that same point, I didn't love Elijah Kelly. Yeah. I mean, he kind of like faded into the background after like they made the scarecrow introduction. Mm-hmm. I honestly think that Neo really stole the show. He kind of did. I was really surprised. I didn't expect that from him, but he is like the showman. I mean, Neil has a great voice. He's an amazing songwriter. But I've never seen him act in anything. Has he acted in anything before? He's been on Empire this season. Well, you know I haven't really seen that. So, Right. Um, <laughs> right. Well, and, then the answer to your question anyway is no. He hasn't acted in anything. <laughs> he, did a really, he did a really, really good job. I thought, I thought that he was one of the strongest, if not the strongest, out of the entire cast. I thought David Allen Greer was really good, too. Yeah, also very good. Um, I thought he, he he had a pretty solid performance as well. I think um, that something that would have elevated the entire production, though, is a live studio audience. Yeah. It felt weirdly flat. A lot of the jokes just sort of hit with a thud, and you knew that they were there. They were beats for laughter, um, but you didn't hear anything. Just the coldness of a studio like that. I agree. I think you definitely need the feedback of an audience to sort of fill that, fill that kind of energy in the space. And it, it definitely kind of was like, eh. Because otherwise, what's the point of even doing a live production if there is no live audience? Yeah. Just like, hey, guys. But it Here we are great. on the soundstage. Yeah. Now, what was the point of Amber Riley's like additional witch? Have we did we ever come to a conclusion? They didn't really explain it all that much. There was no explanation for that. She had an iPad for no reason. I yeah, I think that Apple just sponsored it, and they were like, "We we're going to pay Amber Riley to come in and do a quick Apple spot like right here," and that's that's why she's involved in this. I don't. But I don't she's get it. great. I love Amber Riley. She's great. She is good, and I, I I'm I'm glad that she was included in the cast and you know i guess they just made her an additional witch i wish they would have had her dance more because she really did that on dancing with the stars she did that she showed everybody this big girl can move she showed she showed big every everyone that big girls can twerk it dip it pop it yeah drop it her quick step is faster than yours yeah her pasa doble uh what did you think of um uzo aduba (laughs) Um, Uzo Aduba, but okay. The, the one thing I thought was, why the nude illusion? Why does the because it's magic? Why why the nude illusion top? Didn't I don't really know. understand. That. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. That is that is a trend. This like illusion meshes. Right. I guess they were trying to modernize it, right? Hey, the good witch would have a, would would rock a a Met Gala ball. Type of dress. I right. guess that 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 makes sense in 2015. She was really trying it. to subvert her crazy eyes image. Yeah, but you know what? During that performance, a lot of times, crazy eyes just kind of like up. drove on through. 
for me at least. Yeah. Um, but apparently she's a uh, like an opera trained caliber singer. Yeah. I didn't get I that from her performance, <laughs> but I have heard that. Oh boy. You know what? <laughs> getting really cold in here and shady not trying to subtweet crazy eyes i'm just saying (laughs) i know please um i thought she did a good job i mean but the thing is she was only in in it for like three minutes again i guess the good witch in the original was only in it for a quick hot second too but you know they hyped her up so much that i was just expecting her to blow in and out throughout the entire um show but um, that wasn't the case. They brought her down once, and then they brought her out. Yeah. I really think there was a there was a missed opportunity, though. They should have made Cat Williams a part of that Crow Crew in the original. Or was that what, what they were going for? Cat as the Crow Crew, or like one of the Munchkins? That, oh, you know what? I I mean that press and curl. Well, those crows all had press and curl, so <laughs> I think that he would have stood well to be a part of that crew. And I think that was a mis- miscasting opportunity. That's true. I also think while, okay, well, we haven't talked much about MJB. Mm-hmm. Any, any thoughts? I'll let you take, take the lead on this one. There was no talk of chicken. There was no, no uh, crispy chicken wraps mentioned. No. So good. that's good. I feel like her limited screen time mm-hmm. served her well. She didn't need to really so. be up there for any longer. It was clear that she's like she's not an actor. She did okay mm-hmm. though. She did fine. She did all right. She held her own merry in her merry way. In her merry way. In her merry way. And you know, that's good. That's good enough. And I, I'm I'm glad. I'm glad she, she held it together. She sang her song. Um, it was fine. Right. Does Vivica Fox sing? Because I was thinking, watching, I was like, man, Vivica would be a really, 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 really good Wicked Witch. She would. I bet you she can sing just as well as Queen Latifah. Well, here's the honest, to be be completely honest, I would only want her to play the Wicked Witch if she would be playing the Wicked Witch as played by uh, her character from Kill Bill. Oh. Vernita. If she played it as Vernita. Well, listen, with I the, know you're with not... With a Hawaiian silky wet weave mm-hmm. and just got a switchblade out. <laughs> well, and also, <laughs> also, what is, was it always the instruction of the Wiz to off the Wicked Witch of the West? With, like, Was that his instruction yeah. to Dorothy before? Yeah, I think so. He, he, okay, because I was like, why is it now the Wiz has become set it off all of a sudden? <laughs> Go take care of this. <laughs> right. Put it in some rows, call in Vogue, and come back. Right. Well, if it was that, hey, listen, that would be perfect. Vivica would fit right in there. Yeah. And I know Uh, you're not um, watching Empire, but Vivica on Empire is amazing. Is there any way you can, like, send me a supercut video of all of her scenes? I'm going to work on it. Okay. Because I'm actually going to do that, and I'm going to send it to you because I think you'll love it, and you may be turned. I'm really ready for it. I mean, I, I think, yeah, I'll definitely have to tune into her episodes at least. If you can just give me... Which tell me which episode she's in. I can definitely tune in and, and and check those out. Okay. I don't know if I can do a full season commitment yet. I don't know. It's a lot. It's a lot. Hold on. Wait a minute. Hold up. Uh oh. Where was Toto? What happened to Toto? I know he disappeared. Did he fly he was, into Oz. He was he in was, the beginning. He was running around the stage. I don't even think he left. I don't. Did he, he, leave he never Nebraska? left Kansas. I don't think so. <laughs> Maryland. <laughs> um, Where was he? Potomac, uh, he never left, I don't think, because he was in there in the beginning when Stephanie Mills was like, you better get in here, that storm's coming, and then Cirque du, Cirque du Soleil swept in, and then we never saw Toto again, I think until the very end, or if we saw him at all. Yeah. Yeah, he disappeared. Yeah, he was nowhere to be found. Yeah, that's fine. Hmm, that was a whirlwind of, it was a whirlwind of discussion <laughs> about the whiz, get it? Tornado. Mm-hmm. They were all wearing uh, Yeezy wear too. Did you know <laughs> the, the, the tornado? The Cirque du Soleil tornado. They were wearing like Wheezy capes. Yeezy they capes. were rocking Yeezy, Yeezy season one. Yeah. They really were. It was like a dust storm of Yeezy going on in there. Uh-huh. Speaking of Yeezy, guess what? What's that? The the second Kardashian West child has arrived. He has come. The Lion King is here. Mm-hmm. What He's is here. his name? 
I don't think they have a name yet. I imagine that they'll announce it uh, in the next couple weeks or get some sort of magazine exclusive to announce that his name is... I don't even... I, I have no idea. I'm worried that his name is going to be like hashtag or something. Hashtag Kardashian. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag exclamation mark. Um... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I have no idea what his name is. I mean, I think people were speculating that it was going to be Easton. Maybe she's going to name it after her father, Rob Kardashian. I don't uh, think Kim. Maybe gets a Kanye son. Jr. Mm. Let's call him Little Easy. Little Easy. Yeah. Little Easy. Little Easy. Little Yeezy. Little Yeezy. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know. Well, maybe we should start taking bets on it. I don't know. I think it's going to be something like it's not going to be Robert. That's too simple. Yeah, I mean, there's no he, way it's he has be a to Robert. compete with North Northwest. It's not going to be directional. It's going to be like Messiah. <laughs> I certainly <laughs> hope not. Please don't yeah. set that baby up like that. I know. Well, you know, it is. This is Kanye we're talking about. They need to but call yeah, so, Blue Ivy, bring her in, and let her do a naming ceremony. <laughs> let Blue Ivy name that baby. Right, and she would. It, it would probably Einstein <laughs> or Latavia, <laughs> Latavia West. Oh, Amber. <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah. Good, well, congratulations. congratulations to them. Yeah, congratulations. What else we got going on this week? Mm. Or these last two weeks, actually. We're, we've got a lot of catching up to do. Uh, speaking of big holiday productions, uh, RuPaul is going to do a holiday special. Which yes. I'm surprised that she actually hasn't done one before. You know, I think that she has done one before. Like, maybe, maybe she did one for VH1. Back when she had the talk show on VH1? Yeah. Well, she, I think did you know she, she did 100 episodes of that thing? No. 100 episodes. She's been at With, this thing in, for a minute. And that was in like 1995, 1996. Wow. So are they available to stream on VH1? Pro- they're probably on YouTube. I'm sure you can get them all for free. Oh, my gosh. That would be amazing. I would love to watch that. Yeah, that would be a good one to revisit. Perfect for the holiday season if you want to binge watch something. I think if you can get your hands on that, that'd be interesting. Yeah, so apparently she's going to be doing this special on Logo, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to air on December 13th. Um, she's also got another holiday album coming out. She's definitely done one of those before. It's called Slay Bells, which is a pretty good name. Slay, S-L-A-Y, obviously. Um, and I hear she's got like a single with Big Frida for, yeah. like, for the holiday season, which is probably going to be incredibly awesome yeah. i love that peanut butter song that they do together yeah it's gonna be a disrespectful christmas <laughs> now what is some of your what is some of your favorite christmas specials ever are you i love a christmas special i love christmas music as soon as my thanksgiving knife and fork go down i bust out my itunes christmas christmas playlist and i i I love like every it's, single iteration of All I Want for Christmas is You, all like 56 versions. Um, now, can you, can you send me a Dropbox of that? I think I need some Christmas spirit in my life. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. I'll hook you up. Okay. All right. Look, I have to admit that Thanksgiving night, it was on and popping. We watched Home Alone. So oh, wow. I'm Home Alone, the it. original, or Home Alone 2 Lost in New York? No, no, Home Alone, the original. But do you know, there's appara- apparently. They they went on to make Home Alone four. Mm, I didn't know they did four. I knew they did three, and that's when I checked out. Okay, I need to oh, hold on. Let me just look this up. But I saw it on like a like on Amazon or something. I swear that it's real life. Okay, I know they switched the kid out, and I was like, I'm not here for this. Yeah, you, if you there's the okay, there really is a Home Alone four. I'm at IMDb. Is the kid still Kevin? It. I don't think so. Okay, Home Alone four. It's also known as Home Alone, Taking Back the House. is a 2002 American made-for-television Christmas Whoa. family comedy film. Mm-mm. And it, was, it aired on ABC. ABC Family? Just ABC, it says Forget here. It. No. It's no the, okay, so this is the fourth installment. The film brings back several of the main characters from the first two films. Who? Oh, including Kevin McAllister? Huh. What? No way. Macaulay Culkin to- was in that thing? 
Oh my gosh, I can't believe this. No, it wasn't Macaulay. It's some other kid here. Yeah. This is ridiculous. But with all the roles played by different actors. Okay. So they there swapped it, they chopped it and screwed it. There's the bullshit. Threw it on, threw it on ABC. Yeah. But it's really sad. Oh my gosh. Kevin's dad divorces his mother and then takes the only one of his children he cares about, Kevin, who enjoys his time at Natalie's mansion what? with his new bedroom, latest gadgets, and his life. That is messed up. That's Wait a minute. Traumatic. This is traumatic. This is traumatizing. This is not a comedy. This is this is a drama. Yeah. It's not for Christmas time. That's for like therapy time. Yeah, this is not this is not fun time. I'm gonna stick with the original. Anyway, if you guys if you're interested at all in seeing the fourth installment, it's not a pretty picture. But it's on Amazon if you want to ruin your Christmas. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Yeah, just go for it. Enjoy. Um I did discover though recently uh some new music, which I guess is not that new, but it has been pulling my focus away from Christmas music in a totally sort of welcome way. But uh. Betty Who. Have you heard of this person? Betty Who? No. She's this uh, like 24-year-old, she's platinum blonde, Australian kind of synth pop artist who kind of sounds like a blend of Robin and Katy Perry. It's like Ooh, this very okay. exuberant kind of new disco electro pop. Uh, and she put an album out called uh, last year in October in 2014 called Take Me When You Go, which apparently didn't sell any copies. It sold like 5,000 units, uh, which is too bad because there are re- some oh. really good tracks on there. Um, and the one I'm into right now is called High Society. Uh, and I think it's really great. And so let's hit play. All right, let's do it. Yeah, I love this. This is giving me like sixteen candles and pretty, uh, pretty in pink and Breakfast Club teas. Yeah, it's good. I like it. I'm surprised I hadn't heard of her, but whatever. Betty I, Who? I, Betty Who? I mean, we've been we've been breaking these uh, like MIA. Have you seen these? People? I know Betty Who. Who, who is, is fancy? fancy? Yeah. Who's next? Who can say? Well, you know, I think we're really clairvoyant at this dummy. What's that? Or something. We're psychic. We've got psychic friends. Obviously. Because were we not, just last episode, talking about, okay, we were talking about K-pop music, and I think that somehow Psy got thrown into the mix there. And lo and behold, Psy, like two days later. Within hours. (laughs) Yes, within seconds of us ever parting our lips yeah. and coming out and going on to the podcasts, he releases not one but two new videos, and one of the videos is with CL in it. Look at that. Craziness. How about that? Um, I only saw one of them. CL is not in the daddy one, is she? Is she? she is. Oh, I missed yeah. her. She just, like, she doesn't have a full verse. She just kind of does the hook, which is like, I love you, daddy. Something yeah, like that. Her friend. <laughs> right. It's her Paris Hilton tribute. Or her right, Paris exactly. Jackson tribute. <laughs> a Paris Jackson tribute. Oh, boy. Yeah, so, I mean, so there you go. I mean, if we say it, it happens, I guess. Yeah, how I random. Want, because nobody. $5 billion. $5 billion. Please, $5 billion. Scooter Braun, send us some checks. Send us some Christmas <laughs> checks for putting for putting the... A spirit of sigh back into the universe man and i mean looking at this video it's just as crazy and wacky as all of his other videos he's dancing and doing the splits and everything you expect out of the side video so it's a pretty amusing video yeah yeah also kind of terrifying also kind of creepy i was just gonna say that when he's in like when they superimpose his head on the little kid body that's just weird yeah 
Anyway, so yeah, if we say it, it happens, apparently. But he hits those dance steps. He really does. Yeah. He's doing it for the big boys. Amber's doing it for the big girls. Sai's doing it for the big boys. So you know what? Mm-hmm. That That's pop. awesome. Um, in other pop news, Adele is basically slaying all the charts, and she's continuing to do so. Out she's of breaking control. records. No kidding. I mean, it's a big deal when an album goes platinum these days because who is buying CDs? Nobody's buying CDs. People are like streaming on Spotify and mm-hmm. buying singles on iTunes. Nobody is buying whole albums. And she's like up there around 4 million in like two weeks. That's incredible. That's What's the last? Do you remember the last CD you, you purchased? The last actual CD I purchased. Ugh. Putting on the spot. I can't remember the last CD I bought. I don't think I. I'm having a real hard time. You know, I think it was like Alicia Keys Unplugged, like ten years wow. ago. Wow. Yeah, I feel like I walked to Amoeba Music <laughs> from my Hollywood apartment <laughs> and I bought Alicia Keys Live MTV Unplugged. Were you feeling a certain kind of way? I don't know. I think it was back in the day where, like, if you were bored, you would go to a record store, or I would go to a record store and just peruse and come back that I wasn't with something that I wasn't necessarily excited about, but something I wasn't against. I mean, that's how I ended up with Big Willie style, Mm, honestly. And I would either go to, like, a Borders books and read magazines, or I would Mm -hmm. go to a music store and buy a CD that I half wanted. So you walk to the Amoeba... Picked up the Alicia CD, walked across the street to the Jack in the Box, got a combo, got a <laughs> mm-hmm. spicy chicken wrap combo, that's went right. home and listened to You Don't Know My Name Unplugged. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't remember. A lot of my 2005 looked like that. <laughs> that was how you did it. That's how you rolled. Man, yeah, I don't. I can't even remember the last CD I got, honestly. I want to say, yeah, I don't know. Um, but it is really an amazing feet for someone to be able to push that many units within a two-week period in the u.s it's crazy yeah. um and i guess it's a smart move uh, on her part for you know banning the spotification and the itunesation of it all right yeah yeah i mean it's incredible i don't know if the official numbers have come in yet but as of this week today we're recording on sunday uh if she sells a million copies of her album this week she'll have had the only album in history to break the million mark uh in the first two weeks for like each separate week wow and that's just gonna totally continue to be driven by i mean all the publicity it's getting and isn't she also doing a special on nbc yeah she's doing a special i think either uh next week or the week after the 18th or the 13th those numbers pop out i feel like a true clairvoyant now i feel like medium trying to pull these lottery numbers i think it's the 13th or the 18th that her special is gonna be on you're uh you're the the arquette yeah patty you're patricia you're Mm -hmm. patty arquette Mm mm-hmm how is that CSI Cyber Show doing? Who knows? But Bow Wow needs that check, so it better be good. He does need that check. Those CSI shows are pretty resilient. They're pretty sturdy uh, they, institutions. Yeah, never, ever, ever go away. Yeah. Never go away. Speaking of other CBS shows, too, I have to admit that I've kind of fallen off. And I haven't kept up with my Supergirl Although I was like on the bandwagon and honking the horn and telling everyone to view and watch. I I definitely will catch up. I'm going to catch up. Maybe Um, it's better that you don't so that it has a chance to come back next season. (laughs) Maybe just don't watch it at all. a series that I like, it ends up getting immediately canceled. It's going to get canceled. Um, But have you happened to catch Jessica Jones on Netflix? No, and I have to say I'm not that interested in catching it, although it's getting very positive reviews and everybody I, yeah. I know who's watched it is is really into it. I don't know if I care yeah. about... Who's that? Kristen Ritter? Is that it stars it Kristen Ritter from Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23 fame. She was also in Breaking Bad. Right. She's done a couple other things that haven't really stuck, but I think this is this is it for her. Um, it's re- I've watched the first two episodes so far. I really enjoy it. It's definitely uh, completely juxtaposed to Supergirl and Supergirl's like bright and kind of you know all American hero. And this is definitely dark. And this character yeah, it seems very like and you know grounded in the grim and got grim. all these issues. And so um, yeah, I think it, it, 
so far so good. I How many episodes is entire, it? I think it's like 13 episodes or something. So I'll try okay. to watch some more of it. But it's def- it's definitely the counterpoint to Supergirl in that sense. Like, All right. Well, maybe I'll check it out. Does she have a superpower? Or is she just like a detective? What is she? So doing? Jessica Jones is a private detective who I think is a former superhero. So she does have superpowers, but she's kind of like grappling with her past. And uh, you see it kind of played out with all of her sort of like self-destructive activities that she's doing. And, you know, but uh, yeah, so she's got some, she's got some issues to, to, to settle. Hmm. And uh, yeah, I thought it was good. Okay. I liked it. All right. That's all I really have to say. I didn't really take much notes on that, but <laughs> that's enough. <laughs> that's fine. That's all. That's all. It's fine. It's good. It's great. Um, did you check out the new trailer for the Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice? I did. And I did. Thoughts? Did you? Do you care about those movies? Um. Okay. So I think again. You can't. I mean, I you at... can't come on here and endorse Jessica Jones and then not have an opinion about Batman. And then not have an opinion about Batman versus Superman. No, I do have an opinion. I I think that the way that their their execution of the the DC franchise of film seems to be completely messed up, and I think they're just kind of they don't have the same momentum or the same types of promotional marketing strategies in place or even casting in place that make these films that make people really want to watch these films. I looked at the trailer and I was just kind of like, meh. Hmm. I'm not really going to run to the theater to, to see this movie at all. I'm okay. not. I'm not really that interested. Okay. What about you? I mean, and Ben Affleck as Batman, it just seems so. Seems miscast. It seems miscast, and it seems so like I don't know. It's so like egomaniacal. You know, of course he's like I'm Ben Affleck, and you know, of course I will play this role of Batman. But he doesn't seem like suited for it. He he thinks that he's got the chops to play Batman, but. I don't think he really does. I don't think it's right. gonna. I don't think it's gonna play out really well. I agree, and I definitely thought that when I heard he was gonna be cast as Batman, especially coming from Christian Bale, it was like actor's actor. Everybody loves that guy. The last three Batman movies, everybody were, were pretty like universally praised uh, critically, um, and then to cast Batman in that, cast Ben Affleck in that Batman role after that just seemed like a joke. Um, yeah. But seeing him in action, I actually had more confidence about the movie. I enjoyed the trailer. I think that I'm looking forward to this movie. Um, not in the way that I look forward to the Marvel movies, because they really have that format down, and they can they have the, the uh, promotion and marketing of those movies down. They're right. fun. They're bright. They're big event tentpole movies. Yeah, they just have a, like a, they have like a, a gravity to them. They're, they're like events. But there's yeah. nothing about these DC movies so far that feel at all. They don't have any sort of pull. Like I'm not drawn to them in any sort of way. Right. Um, they just kind of seem boring and uninspired. They don't feel very inspired. I, I know they're all like super, like it's a superhero genre film. But like, there's nothing there. It just feels very, very flat. I don't. Yeah. Well, and I think part of the problem is that all the D- DC comic movies fall into the category of grim and gritty, sort of like the Jessica Jones, which is interesting because that is Marvel still, I think. Um, mm-hmm. So they're all very self-serious. It's after Christopher Nolan got his hands on the Batman franchise and made it really super serious. And now um, that Snyder guy is doing the same thing. With the Superman movies, they just take all of the humor out of them and they're comic book movies. Let right. them be light. Let them be yeah. cool. Absolutely. And the thing is, I mean, the thing is, the Nolan Batman movies were awesome and they had dramatic half to them and they they definitely changed the superhero genre game and they're trying to go back to the well and they're just not as successful as Nolan was who is um Zack Snyder he's the director of this one right Mm -hmm. fun Mm -hmm. fun fact about Zack Snyder did you know that he directed the music video for Dion Ferris I know what you're doing I did not know that he did Okay. That was light and fun. So he's capable <laughs> he's he capable he of doing something fun. He just is elected not to. But, you know, when you're an artist, you want to really... Um, well, speaking of things, um, light and funny things, Eva Longoria has a new show that is premiering, or they're doing a preview of it on Monday. 
which would be tonight if we get this episode out on time. As you're listening to this, tonight after The Voice, you can check out uh, a preview of Eva Longoria's new series, Telenovela, which is supposed to be super funny. Really? Okay. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised to hear that too. The comedian on Desperate Housewives. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked her on Desperate Housewives. I may have been the only person to see that movie she did over my dead body or over her dead body with Paul Rudd. She did a little rom- romantic comedy where <laughs> she plays the um, the dead wife of a widowed Paul Rudd. Anyway, I was the only one that watched it, and I thought it was funny. I think she's a great comedic actress, but I'm surprised to hear that this movie is getting such positive, um, like emphatic praise for being funny deadline hollywood gave a glowing review of it and they never like anything so Hmm. maybe it's worth checking out yeah it's her first regular series after desperate housewives she's creator and executive producer of it it's based on um it's based on an idea she had it looks like it's going to be kind of a, a 30 rock show mixed with um like wacky characters instead of a variety show uh it's a telenovela uh so basically it's like ugly betty meets 30 rock um, okay. And at first glance, interesting. Yeah, it sounds interesting. But at first glance, honestly, for me, it looks like it would be a, a skip it, except that one of our friends is a writer on the show uh, who used to be a writer on Girlfriends in the game. And he has a pretty, like, unimpeachable funny bone. So I kind of, that combined with the deadline Hollywood giving it such a, a really positive review, I, I think I'm curious. We're, in. It's worth, we're, in. we're checking out. So we're going to yeah, do we're- it. Everyone else should do it too, and we're, then we'll watching. Yeah, at least for the preview. <laughs> at least for the preview. Yes, definitely. Yeah. And if nothing else, it's another win for diversity on television. That's right. Exactly. Is the cast is the cast primarily Latino? It's an all black or... cast. <laughs> Starring it's comedy. Sunny Williams. Sunny <laughs> Williams is actually in this too, and uh, Queen Latifah reprises her role. <laughs> um, it is a mostly latin american cast cool yeah all right yeah definitely gonna check that one out yeah it seems like right now probably every major race has like foreground representation on television on major networks and not just as background color and that's Mm. very cool except for like native americans don't look for them they still haven't figured that out yeah and they you know tina fey and company over at kimmy schmidt did not do a good job on that front either you know they got into hot water yes uh, they did Jane Krakowski's parents on the show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was funny, but it was not. It was not helpful, but it was funny. Yeah. So. Oh, (laughs) I don't know what I'm saying so far. I'm sorry. (laughs) You know, Vivica's friend, the booty smuggler, has a TV show coming out, too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you are fired. You are fired. (laughs) Wait, that's not a, that's not a transition worthy of, no, of our show. No, that was good. It's worthy of a different show. That might um, be better than our uh, show. That was expert level. <laughs> apparently, Fifty Cent is back on the scene, uh, and he is uh, going to have a recurring role on a new Fox sitcom called my, What Else? But My like, Friend Fifty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. I mean, he's already a producer on that show Power on Showtime, right? And that's been kind of a hit, so... I think it's on Stars, but yeah, I think it's it's been a hit. It's Um, on the TV Guide channel. Yeah, it's swirling under the under the guide. Uh, Yeah, he was funny, kind of, on his one one little cameo on Spy with uh, Melissa McCartney, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. He was in that movie. Yeah, so he's got a funny bone. I mean, his tweets are pretty funny. His tweets are hilarious, and you know, a couple of weeks ago we talked about the the Vivica Fifty beef, and yeah. you know, you don't you don't cross a fifty cent. He'll take you he right to the candy shop. He will, right. yeah, he'll take you to the candy shop. Mm-hmm. And he'll snatch your booty, and you know, <laughs> and then take you to Olive Garden. Do you fulfill? Do we know what the um, the premise of his show is? Uh, I think that the basic premise of the show is. Um, uh, a young twenty-something named Allison Kramer. Uh, she is trying to join Fifty Cent's entourage, and it just kind of follows the, her trials and tribulations in trying to be a part of his crew. Hmm. Okay. I'm in for two episodes. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. We'll see. 
It sounds like it's a mix of yeah, power and Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Have you seen that Crazy Ex-Girlfriend show no, yet? No, I've been meaning to get to it. It's on my list. I have a lot of TV I plan to catch up on over yeah, this Christmas a, break. Well, here's the thing. There's a lot of TV going on. I feel like there's more TV now, so more than ever, just with Netflix and then there's Amazon. and you know, Yeah, it's everywhere. I, can't, I, can't, I don't know how we all... How, how can we all keep up, people? How can we do this? I'm looking forward to this dead zone of, like, mid-season winter finales where we don't get new episodes of anything until, like, February. Yeah, so I'm going to use do... to catch up on everything else. I think that and once we do catch up, we'll just do a big, like, television recap yeah. episode. Things we missed. Things we missed, and now we know. Everything we know, which is nothing. It'll be a little curated TV segment. Yeah, although sometimes my brain feels like it's melting because there's so much TV that I'm watching. Yeah, and we're not doing anything productive. Got to change that. Maybe that'll be a resolution. Maybe I'll read something. Maybe. Well, you know, I, I am actually reading something right now. Oh, what's that? Uh, it's called A Brief History of Seven Killings. Hmm. Have you heard that, of that novel by Marlon James? Never heard of it. Yeah, well, just it's been out for a little bit, but he just won an award, and it's you know that's it's pretty good. But I'm trying to counteract my television binge binge watching by by picking up a book every now and then. That's smart. My brain is fully atrophied, and I have I'm doing nothing to rectify it. <laughs> you need to pop I'm like Alicia C. Hulu, I do. I'm like Hulu, Hulu without commercials. Sign me up. <laughs> Yeah, give it to me. Speaking of more and more and more TV, uh, did you see the trailer for American Crime Story, The People vs. O.J. Simpson? Um, I have seen... Okay, well, no, I haven't, but go ahead and okay. tell me about it. You should watch it. It's great. Um, it felt like... At first, I thought it was just going to be more nonsense from Ryan Murphy because it's mm-hmm. it's from the creators of American Horror Story. Now, this is American Crime Story, which I guess is going to be an anthology. And this first installment is going to be The People versus O.J. Simpson. Um, mm-hmm. Hard side-eye when that was hard, announced. Hard side-eye. But then when I watched the trailer and I see Cuba Gooding Jr. as O.J. Simpson and John Travolta as defense attorney Robert Shapiro... I'm in. I no, I don't think that's when you were sold. I think it's when you saw mm-hmm. Sarah Paulson in that tight pumped wig <laughs> as Marsha Clark is that's when you hit the go button, I think. That's that is true. That is <laughs> that's true. when you hit the go button. Let's be real. Let's be real. I honest. love any representation of Marsha Clark on television. Just a, a callback to that moment of that tight perm and those mm-hmm. lady business litigation outfits. But well, well, listen, you got to give some respect to the makeover, the, the Jenny Jones makeover, Marsha Clark, too, where she came back and she had the full blowout and she had the whole, whole stylist wardrobe change, too. So you have to, you know, you I have to give dabs to both. The before and the after. I have faith that Ryan Murphy is, really is going to include that makeover in this American crime story. Oh, man. I hope he does. I think it's going to be like 10 episodes. It's going to be on FX. It doesn't come on until, I think, January, maybe. Uh, no, mm. February 2nd. But it's going to be great. Whatever happened to Jenny Jones? I really, I would. She I caught would that like lawsuit to... and went out of business. Oh, because, yeah, that Remember? guy went crazy and attacked that woman that was on the show. They revealed well, the gay love affair because oh, the, the gay neighbor right. was in, in love with the guy and the guy went crazy, velvet rage, and murdered him for being embarrassed oh. on television. Oh, well, now this is taking a dark turn. I just like, <laughs> I really That's going to be the, the, second, the second American crime story. I like when she took someone who had, like, you know mom jeans and a frosted tip mullet and then put her in a jc penny you know pantsuit and, and gave her life. you know a blowout yeah um that's that, the jenny you know, i love that's the jenny i really love you're talking about dark serious twisted jenny right i'm talking about the cd underside of daytime television i mean i yeah. love the jenny jones that helped chili find her daddy in that ultra suede jacket or was that well, sally jesse Mm, I don't know. I think it might have been Sally Jesse, but maybe that'll be the next Ryan Murphy, like you know, the behind-the-scenes Jenny Jones, yeah, saga. 
Yeah, I still, and we've talked about this before, I still think that, like, instead of the fab life, instead of the talk, instead of the view, instead of the chew, instead of all of those shows, they need to reconvene mm-hmm. all of those 90s daytime talk show hosts. Get Sally Jesse, I mean, get Ricky Lake, call, get Jenny call Jones. Call Sally Jesse back up. Call her back up to the ranks. Get yeah. Jenny Jones back on there. Put them all together. See Let what Phil Donahue was doing. Exactly. And Geraldo is not doing that high at Fox News. Just no. maybe if they could just give them like a power hour and each of them had like small little boutique segments of their old shows. It would cost so little to do because none so of them time, none of them are working. Because Everyone would real, be interested. Here's the real deal. I probably couldn't watch a full hour of each of their shows, but I could commit ten to fifteen minutes yeah. of just like of them putting on the hits, you know? Right. Yeah, I'm up for that. I'm, I'm up for like a, an actual talk show, like a real talk show, or like a fictionalized 30 Rock telenovela deal where it's behind the scenes and they're all actors just being crazy. But, but maybe, actually, actually, maybe they, we should just call up all the old 90s talk show hosts from yesteryear, get rid of all the chicken heads on The View, mm-hmm. and put them in the panel. That would save that show. Okay. Good night, keep, everybody. I'll keep see Joy Behar soon. because she fits right oh, in. Oh yeah. Oh, of course. You got to keep Joy Behar. She's yeah. the heart and soul of that. But it would be like, what was that? Like '80s or '70s? It was like Battle of the Network All Stars. Mm-hmm. Battle of like the 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 network TV hosts, and just let them talk about stuff and just chop it up. That would be incredible. That would be great. That's on my Christmas wish list. Yeah, I want that. Yeah. Give them all jobs. Give them all jobs. Give them some hope. Hmm. Okay. Well, you know, Tyra is apparently the reason. I, I, I mean, I think that, that we know now the reason behind her <laughs> abrupt departure from Fab Life. I hope this is not the reason. Well, I don't know. What do you think? It's probably the reason. She had to clear her schedule and get into character. To reprise her role as Eve mm-hmm. from her hit television movie called what was Life it? Size. Life Size. Wait, it's like it called called back Size? To, I think it's called Life Size. In my head it was like, <laughs> it's called Back to Life. But that's not what it is. Right. It's called Life Size. Life Size 2. Her big Disney event movie where she plays a, a Barbie doll come to life. Black Barbie dressed in Bagari. Yeah, so I mean, I guess she's very method. She's gonna like put herself in like a, a big plastic box and just sit there with her mm-hmm. arms like stiff and wait until someone discovers her. Until someone kisses her on her giant forehead and wakes her up. <laughs> I'm a real girl. <laughs> <I can't. laughs> um, oh. Is Lindsay Lohan gonna be in this one? Uh, maybe she'll do a cameo and she'll like drive she her Herbie fully loaded car <laughs> through the set. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just take her out. Well, listen, if the Home Alone, know. if Home Alone Four is any indication, things get dark. You know, with our beloved child movies. You know, so who knows what who knows what Eve is gonna have been go- going through. You know, I know she's got a drinking problem. <laughs> right, she and lost the daughters. dream house. Yeah, she's got a fear of, fear of dolphins. She lost the dream house. Her Corvette's been repossessed. She's on hard times. Right. Her dream house is underwater. Yeah. The mortgage is underwater. Yep, she got a subprime yeah. loan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that subprime, <laughs> that, that crisis, the housing crisis is what did it. It just hit Mattel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Well, that should be interesting. That should be a fun, fun time. Uh, did you see Nick Cannon has a new job as well? Oh, yeah? Yeah. Nick Cannon is um, the new chief creative officer over at Radio Shack. Does that make serious? any sense? That's, that's real life. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I guess... Uh, I don't understand that. I didn't even know, honestly, that Radio... I thought Radio Shack closed its stores. It closed, I feel like, two-thirds of them. Although I feel like I drive around the city and I still see a lot of Radio Shacks like everywhere. And like every fourth or fifth strip mall I come across, there's a Radio Shack in there, which doesn't make any sense. I don't even know what they sell. Don't they just sell like Hess trucks for Christmas? Yeah, Hess trucks and like... um, Hess trucks and like massagers. And they don't sell radios anymore, do they? I don't 
I don't think you can even get a batteries, radio anymore. They sell Radio Shack brand batteries. And yeah. It doesn't make sense. But as but Nick Cannon's going to turn it all around for them, I think, in the same way that Alicia Keys did when she became the like CFO of BlackBerry a couple years ago. Remember yeah, that? and we see how that worked out. Yeah. They fired her ass after they saw her tweeting on, a, on an iPhone. Oh, man. Well, you know, it just reminds like Remember like when you were a kid... And you always got some like your 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 auntie or your uncle. There was always one of them that like had no creative energy whatsoever in terms of like gifting you with a present. And they either got you tube socks, or they got you like a dinky remote control from Radio Shack. Yeah, something from Radio Shack. And number one, it never came with any batteries, so you could never <laughs> play with it immediately. It was always really disappointing. Yeah, what was up with and that? And then you hold it. It never no, included what was the up batteries. With that? Never have the batteries and, and it's Radio Shack. I mean, this is why this is this is this is their problem. This is the problem right there. All everything should come with batteries. Radio Shack. That's your problem. That's right. Can Radio I be Shack. your your CFO now? Can I be your chief creative officer? Because I'll tell you how to fix it. You change the name to Circuit City, and you put batteries with everything. <laughs> you just put batteries in there. Yeah. Just throw a battery in there. That's it. Problem solved. And maybe sell sandwiches. Mm, that would be good. Or Patty Pies. You sell Patty Pies. Yeah, call Patty. Do a viral Call Patty video. up. She probably has some ideas. Did you see those Magic Mike movies? I saw the first one, finally. Finally, as in recently? Uh, maybe like two months ago. I know it's pretty absurd that I've never seen it before, but That's yeah, crazy. I haven't seen it. We were trying. We were going to try to do a back-to-back viewing of it, but we didn't quite make it through. Um, but I have seen the first one. What was your impression yeah. of it? Uh, I thought it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Okay. All right. I, yeah, I saw the first one, and I thought it was strangely self-serious uh, in the way okay. that Soderbergh movies yeah. can be. Yeah. Um, Magic Mike 2, i got to tell you, is worth checking out because it's a lot of it's much more fun than the first one was. Well, it's, I need to finally see this Michael Strahan scene. Yes, you do. Because every time you watch like, Kelly and Michael, mm-hmm. like every time you watch Kelly and Michael... It's it's really really strange and awkward, but it's always like the older, the older female ladies who come on the show and they're like, "I seen you in that movie," <laughs> and like he like gets really really embarrassed and flustered, and he doesn't like know what to like he he can't even talk. He's like, "Uh, this is really awkward." Well, um, he was wearing those like gold lame coochie cutters in that show, doing okay. the bump and grinds. So out of that Chocolate City, it was kind of a revelation in Magic okay. Mike too. Uh, so yes, worth checking out. The movie okay, as a I'm whole is to... much more fun, but it's definitely a better watch than the first Magic Mike. However, that... mm-hmm. um, for anyone that saw the second Magic Mike, they might have noticed that the star of the first Magic Mike, the star that wasn't Channing Tatum, was not in the second one, and we just found out why. Which I thought was interesting. Maybe nobody else does. It's because Channing Tatum didn't like Alex Pettifer. He thought he was a jerk and kind of froze him out of the movie. Well, that's not really a surprise, right? Because Alex Pettifer has or has had this reputation of being really, really difficult to work with. And this isn't the first time that I've heard that he's kind of an a-hole. Wasn't he in that movie with one of the Olsons, Mary-Kate? Yeah, that like Beauty and, and the Beast remake. Yeah, and I think that there was some drama on the set there. Mm-hmm. And I think that he's just been a pain in the butt to work with. So I wasn't you know, surprised to hear that he wasn't in in the sequel. Yeah, he kind of had a yeah. shitty reputation. So I guess his agent or his manager told him when he got the role in Magic Mike to like not ruffle any feathers and don't make any waves and sort of keep to yourself and mind your P's and Q's. And so he just sat in the corner of the entire shoot and didn't really talk to anybody because he was trying to stay out of trouble. And I guess that sort of cast the impression that he thought he was better than everyone else. So oh. Channing Tatum never really liked him because of that. Also because of his reputation, he didn't want Steven Soderbergh to cast him, but he did anyway. But on top of that, I guess Alex rented an apartment in New York through one of Channing Tatum's friends. And then halfway through being there, um, either his cousin, like a, a close friend or his cousin died or something like that. So he had to skip town suddenly uh, to go to this funeral and deal with that. And then he never paid rent for the remainder of his lease there. And oh. Yeah, he kind of he burned that bridge between Channing and his friend. And so Channing shot him this email that was like, don't be a dipshit. You know, pay my friend um, his money. Don't fuck people over and don't clown my friends. Just do the right thing. And so then Alex, I guess, 
doubled down on on being a douchebag and was like, you know what, fuck that guy, fuck Channing Tatum. I had to go deal with my friend's death. I'm not paying the money. I'm not doing it. And so that's why Channing was like, you're not coming back to be in the sequel. When they, yeah, but then, you gotta pay like your debts. No like, shit. oh, I, you know, yeah. like just because you have to, I mean, go to a funeral doesn't mean you you just stop paying your bills. Right. Right. And I get he was on uh, Alex Pettifer was on a podcast last week talking about this whole thing. And he was like, in retrospect, yes, absolutely. I should have just paid the money probably and just resolved the whole thing and not been a douchebag. But, you know, that's what happened. And I think it cost me my my role in the in the the second movie. So, well, oh, maybe he'll well. be in Magic Mike three. Yeah, maybe. I don't think he ever sent that check, though. So don't hold your breath. Yeah. Well, well. Yeah. Sorry, Alex. That's womp, it for womp. you. Womp womp. Tina Knowles. Tina Knowles. Tina Knowles took a selfie. Mama Tina knows how to Instagram. Yeah, that's a good selfie. Like, she could have been in The Wiz. She could have. She could have definitely been in The Wiz as, like... She could have been the tornado. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's a dramatic... Well, that, hair, that hair has been whipped and snatched. Yeah. That, that, that face has been snatched to the wind. She's, like, pulled... Yeah. Fierce. Sand blasted. She looks great. She does look great. I love the caption on her selfie, though, that she says, uh, you know you can have brunch free at Costco on Saturday mornings with all the free samples. Ha ha. <laughs> I just love the idea of Tina Knowles going <laughs> to Costco and getting fat off of free samples. Well, just to see her, like, pushing her shopping cart around mm-hmm. is just something, like, it would be a sight to be seen. It was like that time when I was in CVS and I saw Diane Carroll in the CVS. And, like, who oh, does no. this? But she was pushing around a shopping cart through, like, every aisle of CVS. That's but crazy. But she looked fierce, though. She was in, like, she was in one of, like, her pa- her Dynasty power suits, like, like shoulder pads and everything. I think she even had, like, a fascinator on her head. It was, like, she it. she was dressed but she was also picking up like her toilet paper and her, right. you know, and her, her mixed nuts too. Was her sharp, just shopping cart full? It was pretty full. Like, you know, I, I think just that, can't you imagine know, you getting that a, much stuff at CVS. But you know what? When you, when you're at a, when you're in a particular point in your life and you're at a particular, you're a, a person of a particular age, sometimes you just like to do the one stop shop. Mm-hmm. And I think that like older people, like sometimes just go to CVS and get all can the crap. Can you get it all do done it. at CVS? That's my question. Yeah, I think you definitely can. What can you not get at CVS? Mm, free samples. They've got some real good peanut butter cookies. Those <laughs> gold emblem peanut butter cookies. Those are good. Yeah, I guess you can if you can subsist on peanut butter cookies, you can get everything that's, you need at CVS. That's all I need. All right. I think you can get everything, though. So anyway, she was doing a handle in her business there. All right. Power suit. I okay. wish I'd seen that. You should have taken a picture. I wish I would have taken a picture. Darn. You should have gotten one of those disposable cameras and taken care of it. You could have gotten That's it developed right. right there. That's one thing they didn't have it that day. Hmm. Those Kodaks. You've been listening to This Dummy with David Clark and Jacob Jeffries. As always, be sure to follow us on SoundCloud, subscribe and rate us on iTunes, and if you feel like you need to talk, hit us up on Facebook or on Twitter at This Dummy Tweets. See you next week. Here we go.